Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff with your host, Glenn Holster. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. All right, some musings about Sandbox. We'll talk about that after this. Now, I have a few things I want to say about Sandbox versus uh, Linear Adventures. And Game Master on YouTube made a good point that practically every module or adventure that's out there is a linear adventure. Now, there are exceptions. I mean, something, well, they just, you know, they outline an area in a world that you can use or a city or something like that. Um, but that that's an exception. That's more of a supplement than a module. Although some modules have incorporated that. Like there's a few... Uh, Hyperborea modules that they go, okay, they say, okay, this is the adventure, but first, here is the town in which the adventure takes place, and you can use it as you will. Then they go into adventure. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, we're talking about sandboxes here, plot hooks, things like that. And just to go over something I said a long time ago, remember... The way I feel about it is the sandbox worlds are full of plot hooks and all kinds of clues and things like that, that the the player characters can wander into or out of. You know, that's the whole point of sandbox is player agency. But I kind of believe, and I'm not trying to, to hook them into a railroad, but if they stumble onto a linear adventure... They're in the adventure. Um, you know, that what happens is the, the plot hook has presented itself or the adventure has presented itself. Then they'll decide whether or not they want to per pursue it. And once they pursue it, they're pursuing it. Now, I do give some leeway to if the players want to, oh, well, you know, we'd rather go over here and check this out. If, if the party wants to, that's fine. But as far as a sandbox or even a linear adventure goes, to me, majority rules. If one or two players want to go do this other thing in town while the rest of the party is getting ready to go into the dangerous ruins over here, then I'm going to be following the party. These other two guys, one or two guys, you know, if they want to do that, fine. They're out of the picture. Now, I could use that to my advantage. In other words, I followed the party. If they want to stay out of it, fine. Maybe they want to play a henchman or hireling. I don't know. But if they want to stay out of it, fine. They're out of it. Maybe they can't make it that, that session or something like that. They're out of it. And the party does its adventure. And when they come back, I can quickly figure out what happened to these guys if I want to. Maybe that would have something to that would like bear on the plot or bear on the, you know, have some bearing on the party or something like that. But as a whole, like I said, majority rules. If I have six players at the table and one player decides his character wants to go steal from this merchant, 
and the rest of them are going out of town into the forest, guess what? Guess who I'm going to follow? That's right. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to. I got six people at the table. One player character wants to go off and do something else. Fine. I got five other players here who want to do this other thing. That's where I'm going to go because I there, there are five people there. You're one. And I'm sorry. I'm responsible for everyone's entertainment, not just yours. And yes, that would take you out of the game. If you want to figure out a way to go with the flow and go with the party, that's on you. I and remember this this is a cooperative storytelling game. Yes, as GM, I would be setting up the world and all this other stuff. I'm responsible for a lot more stuff. You guys are responsible for your part, which is your character and what they do in this world. So if you want to split off and do something else, fine. Bye. See you in a while. You know what I'm saying? Hate to be harsh like that, but that's the way it goes with me. Can you tell I've had experience with these kind of players before? Uh, yeah, no, no it's, it, it was a bit of a rant, but that's okay. Okay, other things about sandboxes. Now, I feel that there shouldn't be a plot hook in every, in every hex if you're doing... Hex crawls. If you're doing point crawls, well, let me discuss that in a minute. But I feel there should be maybe at the most two plot hooks in a hex. And I don't think every hex should have one. There should be traveling hexes. Like it takes you to get like three hexes from here to there. That's so many miles. Something may happen on the way. You know, random encounters, all that stuff. But if you're, if you're going to, I'm not going to have something happen in every hex. Although that would be nice. I mean, you look at these hex crawls they publish, like the Hex Crawl Chronicles or something like that, or the Midderlands. They have maybe 20, they have like an area that covers, say, 150 hexes. Maybe 25 of them have stuff, you know, stuff that happens in them, but have plot hooks that happen with them. And that's what they are plot hooks. You develop it. But the point is, you can't have something every single. It almost, you know, it kind of depends on how how many miles the hex is covered. I mean, because like what Isle of the Unknown, both Isle of the Unknown and Carcosa have stuff in every hex, but they also state that the hexes are so big that you can put two to three different things in a hex, and they wouldn't interfere with each other. To me, I don't care. They can interfere. Here, you know, that's the kind of thing. And I've talked about my ro my rosy, my rosy sandbox before, you know, where you have something planned for north, south, east, and west, and then you sort of improvise in between like northwest and southeast and stuff like that. I'm not gonna go over that again. If you want me to, I will. You know, let me know. Um, okay, now point crawls. Point crawls are kind of like hex crawls, but here quick summary of them. They are points in a map, like the city, the ruins, the forest, the, the, the trading post here. Those are the things you don't worry about hexes or how, you know, you just go from point to point to point. Yes, you don't. And remember, you do not have to immediately go to another point. I mean, what I would do is, okay, it'll take you this long to get there, say two days to get somewhere. 
and you will be camping overnight. I will take that into account, but I would just roll kind of random encounters. And if I want to find a plot hook I want to put in there, I will put one in there. This is what I like about point crawls. They're a lot more flexible than a regular hex crawl or a sandbox. And I love that because I can just, you know, either roll on a chart or just think, hey, this would be a neat thing to do and they're in the right area. I also feel that since I've said every, practically every module is a linear adventure, there's nothing wrong with putting a linear adventure in something, in, in a hex or something like that. You know, then they start doing the thing. Now, like I said, once they're once they decide to do the thing, they're I'm going to say semi locked into it. I'm not going to say locked into it because I got to take things into consideration. I mean, the party might decide to go do so as a whole might decide to go do something else. So, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with say, oh, I don't know. Um, the I'll pull out a I'll pull out an old uh, an old an old example. Um, Say uh, you have the Sinister Secret of Salt Marsh, and they just happen to be happen to be in hexes or in a point around the sea and the coast. You can throw that in, and they said, "Oh, we want to go check it out." Feel free, go ahead. And then they decide in the middle of it, "Ah, eh, there's nothing going on here." Well, first of all, you gotta if if you're hired, but okay, there are certain things that I would have taken into consideration, but. I would allow them to do go wherever the hell they want because they can go whatever they want, but consequences have actions and they got to deal with the fallout of, we don't want to go investigate this anymore. Well, you have to deal with the town of Saltmarsh who may have hired you to go do that. You might have to give them their money back or something like, you know, stuff like that, trivial stuff, role-playing stuff. So I would just deal with that and say, okay, fine. You're going here. You're going here. That's that's perfectly fine with me. But anyway, those are some of my thoughts about sandboxes. I just kind of, that kind of spurred my brain and I just went with it. But I got I to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognardgmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you. For single donations, go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Gilbert Sars, and Benjamin Brodell. Thank you very much, guys. Other good podcasts, Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Key Podcast, and YouTube channel. Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Larges the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chats. Oh, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs> <laughs>